You're listening to Alabama Tradition with Ryan Fowler and Martin Houston on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Championships. 27 SEC titles. 131 first-team All-Americans. 70 postseason appearances. 39 postseason victories. This is Alabama football. And this is Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. So here we go. If you want to jump in, it's Alabama tradition. It's the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide. We will be able to take some phone calls here at 205 205-342-9904. 205-342-9904. If you want to talk uh, some Alabama Crimson Tide football, we'll do it here. Mark Houston, myself, will lead you through this next hour, and uh, we'll talk a lot about Alabama. We're down to 60 days away. 60 days away. We started at 245. And we're down to 60 as uh, we close down uh, the July the 4th holiday. It seems like everybody uh, will be back to work. And, you know, we'll be talking about media days in the coming days. And we'll be talking about fall camp at the end of this month and a lot more. Mark Houston, I hope your day is going well. Welcome in to Alabama Tradition. I am doing well, Ryan, and uh, glad to be in with you, man. Man, it's uh, it's good. And you know what? I just realized that I've not hit the uh, correct button yet, but I will here in just a second. But uh been a very busy day, and uh, hopefully you had a chance to enjoy. Did you do anything productive over the July the 4th holiday, Martin? Because we've been talking about yeah. unproduct- uh, unproductive weekend for us. Yes, I slept. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I did a little grilling uh, on Sunday. Of course, it was the 4th. We had a great service at our church and um, baptism, and we had a freedom fest where we – fellowshiped and had had a great meal together and then yesterday i cut down limbs and trees so i guess it was productive yesterday you cut down limbs huh yeah okay i didn't didn't even get the invitation huh well yeah i know you love to do that kind of stuff so i don't know why i didn't i don't i mean i got i mean i got big pole saws and everything so i mean we could yeah i need i need some bigger pole saws i'm gonna have to get you in on that next time okay Okay. Uh, yeah, we can we can uh, we can connect and. Uh, there? Yeah, I, I mean, no, we're here. We're, we're, you you okay. sound crystal clear. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, we we spend a little time, and I feel like that this is that turning point of the summer when you get to this day. From here, it's it's at the back end. You're you've topped the mountain. Now you're on the back end, sliding down to fall camp, and you know coaches are getting their final couple of vacation days in, and. Uh, you know, with the month of June being so busy around recruiting, it's now time to kind of get dialed in on the uh, upcoming fall camp, and that'll start at the end of this month. Yeah, it's an exciting time, Ryan. You know, for us, uh, us folks that that love football, with media days just around the corner, and all of, all that goes with that, uh, it's going to be. Uh, it's, it's hard to believe we're, that we're this close. Kind of with with COVID, it's almost like COVID. Um, didn't what's the best way to say it Sam and I were talking it's like you you start talking about stuff and then you realize 
Well, that wasn't last year. That was the year before <laughs> because COVID kind of messed everything up. But uh, looking forward to a normal year. Well, we've been talking about this because SEC Media Days, and we keep getting these statements about, well, they're going to do this and they're going to do this. And we don't even know. I mean, we're, we're literally two weeks away, and we have not got a list of players that's going to be available for SEC Media Days. So we have no clue if they're even going to do players. We assume uh, that they'll do players, but we keep getting these emails about SEC Media Days, and it's like, come on, guys, come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, at this point, let, let's let's move in the right direction because, I mean, if we're going to have a full stadium and 100% capacity, uh, let's, let's quit playing games. Let's just do the thing. Yeah, and what do you think, when and what, who do you think is going to be the guys? Well, you, you okay, so if you let's just say that they're going to do three like they've done in the past. Uh, you got to take Christian Harris because you're going to depend on him to be that ultimate leader. Uh, it's probably going to be two from the defensive side is, is probably where I would go. And then I think um, you might go a guy like Daniel Wright. You, you might go a guy like Jordan Battle. Uh, they brought him quite a bit. Uh, Josh Job could be another guy. Uh, but then I think you also go to the other side of the football, and you, you're pretty limited because you know he's not going to take a quarterback. Well, and, and a young guy at that. Right. I, I think if there's two offensive guys, I think it'll be two six-year guys. Uh, Chris Owens. Yeah. And, and Brian Robinson uh, as, as a reward for – I mean, you know, Saban sometimes he, he, just, he is such a, you know, old-school loyalist, even though he – he evolves as he needs to. He is a big time, uh, old school type of guy, and that loyalty and them coming back for that sixth year, it may be a reward for those two offensive guys, uh, and, and it shows the other players. You know, you, you you've talked to Coach Stallman. He talked about how it, even if you were a walk on, if you got to that senior rank, you got invited to the senior. Uh, you didn't have to be a star. You just got if you got to be a senior, he considered you a leader and somebody he wanted to show as a model for his program. And you're so, talking about the breakfast that you guys would do on Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, every Thursday, Coach Saul and we kind of sit around and talk about it. And of course, I have some fun stories with my son eating out of Coach Stalin's. Happy thirtieth birthday! That has to make you feel old. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of an interesting thing. I saw it this I, weekend. It was happy birthday yeah, to my, my, uh, Xavier. My, yeah, my, and, you know, and that will always kind of remind me of how far removed I am from the game because you know he was 18 months old when we won that national national championship, and the other day he took a picture with his son that's not quite too, uh, it, you know, mimicking that that picture of he and I. From um, from that Sports Illustrated, so that was pretty funny. So, Martin, I want to ask you about Christian Harris. I, I want to talk to you because it, it seems like he's getting a lot of publicity, uh, rightfully so. But you think about that defensive side of the football. Um, I don't feel like that we had that guy last year. I think Dylan could have been that guy, but I think injuries probably prevented him from from maybe being that guy. Uh, he may have been as far as a leadership style, but I don't think he was a guy that if you're an offensive coach uh, that you had to know where Dylan Moses was on that side of the field. Can Christian Harris get us back in that right direction and be that you know, that alpha linebacker that we've kind of come to know under Nick Saban in this 14-year run? 
when you look at Christian Harris, what are your expectations going in? Oh, I, I totally uh, believe that uh, he has all the makings to be, you know, one of those guys that you could, you know, put back into Ron, Rolando McClain and Ruben Foster and Raglan, you know, Jersey, and he would fit right in uh, from the intensity and playmaker. And I do, uh, I felt bad when I found out that Dylan had, had played hurt all year because I was hard on him. Me too. Me too. Quite, quite often. And But I mean, and all you sounds, can do is judge based on what you see though. Right. And what we saw was not the Dylan Moses we had become accustomed to seeing and we knew something was off. Um, but I thought it was just that, I thought it was more of him having the issue. Like remember Derek Rose, I, how many years? Well, you may not basketball player, you know, was going to challenge LeBron for being the best. He got hurt and he set out the whole next year, Ryan, he could even play mentally. And so I thought that's what it was, that it was a, a mental thing. And undoubtedly when you saw what happened on draft day, it wasn't, but as far as Christian Harris goes, uh, I think he is an alpha dog. I think he was that last year. And here's what I think, Ryan. I think we uh, – I think Tua Tua is going to uh, – Toa Toa is going to be a guy that that makes or break Christian Harris in being the, the level we think he can be. Not that uh, the other guys can't. Uh, but I think you put those two dogs out there, man, uh, and all of a sudden, which side are you going to run to? You know, there is no weak side with, with those two. And in this case, I, I know I'm beating around the bush. My concern is, is Christian Harris an instinctive player or a cerebral player or both? And, and what I mean by that, if he's not cerebral – then Ryan, it will slow him down. He won't be as aggressive and he'll be thinking instead of reacting. And I think a guy who has two years in this system, like uh, Toa Toa, allows him to be that. Um, and he doesn't have to be the one calling the plays because he can just go out there and play. And if that happens, I think he'll be everything we want in that linebacker, maybe even a Buckus Award winner. So when you look at defense's side of the field, there's, I mean, you, you you back up, you look at defensive line, you got plenty of depth, uh, you you got enough guys that you can rotate through, and you know we'll see if these guys continue to develop. Um, you look at the linebackers, you're deep there. Uh, secondary, yeah, you want to stew who is going to step into that Patrick Sertain uh, junior role, uh, who's going to be the opposite from Josh Joe, but I think he can step up and be that uh, that type of you know, defensive back, but you, you look at that opposite, there's just not a lot of questions. I guess the biggest question I have around defense is can you be really elite in this current time that we live in? And if we're talking about defense this time next year, or I say, look, let's move it up. Uh, let's say we're talking about it in January, February about defense, then we're going to walk away going, you can no longer be an elite defense in current college football because this team's got everything that you need uh, to be an elite defense in, in, in current college football. We'll see if it can happen. Well, the question becomes, Ryan, is um, how do you define elite? Well, and, and maybe do... that's the part that we have to really debate and, and figure out which way we should go. 
Yeah, what, 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 okay, with, and I'd ask this question, um, just, well, I actually molded around in my head, um, is the defense more likely to hold teams to, to drop their average per game two and a half points or the offense more likely to drop their production a touchdown? Meaning that we we would have an average of just at 17 points a game. I think it was 19.4 last year, and our offense averaged 48 and some change. So we'd be looking at 42 points a game uh, or 17. Which one is more likely? Um, and and think about that, right? 17 points, and we would would you consider that a lead? I would. I would in current college football because I think that's a shutout. I think 17 points is a shutout in current college football. Yeah, so uh, and so that's the question is you think this defense can get back to that point, uh, get us to that point. And I, I say if last year's defense held an all-SEC uh, schedule run to 19, was it 19.4, and you really think about it, you get rid of Ole Miss – in Florida, and you know what was our defense last year? Sure, you know those, those two, those two games kind of skewed the skewed the numbers a little bit. Uh, and then, of course, you look at what we did to Notre Dame and Ohio State. We ended the season playing some pretty elite defense in terms of those two. And people say, well, Justin Fields was hurt, et cetera. That matter. You know, I mean, we still held the teams to what we held them to. But sometimes, Ryan, your offense can be a great defense in today's market. When you make the other team have to chase you the way we made teams, you kind of get out of your rhythm because you know that if I don't score this time, they're going to be two touchdowns ahead. And then you start pressing from that point on. Well, when you when you look at this team, it's just like you almost have to create things that you're concerned about. Because, I mean, you really do. I mean, you have to almost fabricate him. Because I was on another show, and it was on in Atlanta, and they said, what's your biggest concern around Alabama? Uh, and I was like, well, you know, it's going to be tricky to get the jerseys all straight and get those ironed out. Like, it's just hard to create something. I mean, we could talk about Bryce Young, but I, I think Alabama's you, – you, you and Pat, y'all drank the Kool-Aid, hey? Oh, yeah. get Yeah, turn it up. Two, two hey. hands. Hey, hey, Ryan, Pat. Pat called me the other day, man, and he was talking about will Nick Saban hands down lock it up, shut all the mouths about being the greatest all time when we three peat. And I said, Pat, did I miss something? I mean, <laughs> but but I mean, in, in, in all fairness, though, where where does this team stumble? Like, okay, so so let's let's say this team is not depth, and and that could be one of the issues. And injuries, injuries could be a because we've we've had the injury bug around here. I know we feel like we solved it after one year under the new strength condition guys, but that could be one area that if you have some injuries, you mentioned quarterback depth. What if you have an injury at quarterback? Where do you go? Yeah, he's not the biggest guy in the world, and the last little guy we had is the only guy that never finished. You know, Tua, I'm saying. You know, Tua's the only quarterback that's ever missed a start under Saban. Wow. And that, that's a that's a crazy stat within itself. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, 
but yeah, that that would be the only concern. Ryan is experience. Um, dropping something early to me is the most most likely scenario uh, coming out against the Miami and them throwing all kind of stuff against the walls. We try to make it stick, and our offense not clicking on that day. And you know Bryce Young being out of sorts on his first big show. To me, that that's kind of the the, the weakness is just the experience that this team has from an offensive side of the ball. Ryan, we were <laughs> it's crazy to think eight starters. Yeah, on the offense. Is that where you, you were going? I'm sorry, I didn't you, mean to you jump sure in. that's all? Where we got a starter at on offense? Well, you you've got Evan Neal at tackle, yeah. Emil Ikior. And yeah. I guess I'm counting Chris Owens. Oh, okay. You get you're counting Chris as yeah. a starter. I I don't I don't count Chris as a starter. Not yet. I mean, you know, uh, I wasn't considered a starter till till I walked into the season as the man. So, uh, but how about how about a but, guy but like- he started he he's experienced and he started when we lost the starter. Uh, but as far as returning, he was not the man that was good enough to be the you know, the first rotation last year. Um, and But he's he's very experienced, and so I'm okay with you giving him well, that. Then, and then you got, you got John Mechie. You got John Mechie is, uh, should be a, you know, a big role. Uh, you know, and, and, and I think that's another question is can he be that number one guy? Can he be the guy? Because, you know, we talk about linebackers to get that back. We've had a streak of wide receivers – some pretty talented number one guys since Amari Cooper stepped on that field. Yeah, it's, uh, that's going to be an interesting thing. I, I think that you're going to see um, – we saw Jai Hall show some special stuff. I think this – one of the biggest moves, we don't talk much about it, I think the kid from Ohio State is going to be a game changer for our offense um, because he's, he's a kid that – I mean, did you see him play against Clemson? He, good looking kid. Can, good looking kid. Well, can, it's a t- he can fly, and I it's mean, the most talented wide receiver room in in all of college football is up at Ohio State. So it's not like he left. I mean, he left with a pretty good group up there. Right, right. And he was playing, you know, last year. And then we, I mean, you got Ajah Hall, you got Trayshawn Holden. Don't forget, Slate Bolden is going to be to me. I, I like Slate Bolden. He's just a lunch pail guy. Uh, that, that that you look up and all of a sudden, you know, he's got two or three key catches and key first down, and I think he'll be even more part of the, the system uh, in the way they do things. Um, I, We're going to be a lot right. bigger at the wide the, receiver position too. Huh? We're going to be a lot bigger at the wide receiver position. Yeah. Like our size is going to be big. Will we use that? You know, we've never had a 50-50 guy that we use. We've had 50-50 guys. But they've never really been able to break in. Like Cam Sim goes off to the Washington Redskins, and the guy may be all pro before the season's over next year. Uh, barely could get on the field here, um, you know. And we've had we've had several of those guys, but we we've made our living in that you know five eleven to six foot range, uh, tight wide receivers, other than Julio Jones and Amari Cooper as a whole. So. Uh, we do have a couple of six three, six four guys, uh, and then we got a couple of speed guys. It's a lot of talent in that room that's young, uh, and, and look for those guys to step up. 
Well, and then you got Billingsley. Might as well be a wide receiver. I mean, he's a tight end, <laughs> but I mean, that's a mismatch. Uh, he is a yes. Maybe, maybe he'll do to others what we had done unto us. You know, the the golden rule: do unto others as you. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> And you'd have them do unto you. <laughs> so we've we've had it done to us with the wide receiver position, Ohio. I mean, not Ohio State, but Ole Miss and uh, Texas A&M and a couple others. Uh, so maybe he'll be able to do that. And he is, he really is a, a wide receiver. Uh, and Cameron Latou looked great, Ryan, in the um, he did in the spring game. So, so. That's Martinize's opinion on Alabama. If you want to jump in, 205-342-9904. We'll take your phone calls and a lot more. I'm going to read an opposing view uh, from a SEC coach against the University of Alabama. He breaks down Alabama. We'll do that next right here on Alabama Tradition, the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Alabama football countdown clock is driven by Crawford Insurance, Tuscaloosa's low-cost auto insurer. Call 752-6489 for a free quote today. There are there are there are 60 days until Alabama football. You are listening to Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler. Your connection to Tuscaloosa and the University of Alabama Athletics on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Well, I'm running down the road trying to loosen my load. I've got seven women. sound of your own wheels drive you crazy lighten up while you still can don't even try to understand just find a place to make your stand take it easy all right so we welcome you right back into the Conversation right here, Alabama tradition, the past, present, future, the Alabama Crimson Tide. That's Martin Houston. I'm Ryan Fowler. We're talking a lot of Alabama Crimson Tide football. A uh, little breaking news here. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, which is the Oregon uh, rush-in, uh, I'm honored to announce my first collaboration with two true pioneers, Phil Knight and Tinker Hatfield. Uh, life is filled with many trials, tribulations, but God has guided my steps and provided me with great opportunities and the clarity to navigate them with wisdom and integrity. It holds true that God brings people in your life for a reason, and I've been so fortunate to have both Phil Knight, creator of Nike, and Tinker Hatfield, designer of some of the most popular Air Jordans, believe in me and my prophecy. Uh, I'm honored to announce my first collaboration with Phil Knight, uh, the Kayvon Thibodeau art piece created by Tinker Hatfield, inspired by my success on the field. A word from Tinker, the art is completely hand-drawn on my iPad using Sketchbook uh, Pro. He's an extraordinary, large, and quick athlete with game-changing ability. I hope I've captured his athletic uh, ability, his impact that he's made for the University of Oregon. Uh, you look at Phil Knight connecting here with a player. This name, image, and likeness, we're a few days into it. You back up just a couple of minutes. It's not about just Kayvon, 
but it's about future recruits for Mario Cristobal. When you think about these type of announcements, because if I'm a five-star guy, never been one, probably never will be one uh, in anything, but uh, if, I'm, if I'm being recruited, I'm looking at schools that deliver the goods. And right now, Oregon may be out front in the name, image, and likeness conversation when you look at their relationship. And Phil Knight uh, has tried to buy one everywhere he's been. Uh, when you look at Oregon, he's trying to do it every – look at the money that he's dumped in that facilities. Uh, the, the, you know, go out and get a guy like Mario Cristobal. Uh, we'll see if they can win this name, image, and likeness. But uh, they may be the leader out front. Martin, your reaction to name, image, and likeness were one weekend. Any opinions change or is it about what you expected? Kind of, kind of what I expected, Ryan. Um, I, I would say that probably the most surprising part is the number of non-players, non-contributing players, backup players, and uh, and not and not being ugly with that, but the Paul Tyson's and Pierce Quicks of the world, you know, getting opportunities uh, to sign uh, not just the, the big name guys uh, out there. So. Uh, I think that that is that's probably been one of the surprises. I do think there's some things coming, Ryan, that are gonna, you know, possibly br- bring some headaches uh, that we haven't seen yet. But I still like the process, and I, I'm in total agreement with you that this is a huge announcement for um, Oregon moving forward. Well, it's just future I, recruiting. Already, it's going to be huge for that. I mean, you're going to be able to go, hey, let me go ahead and get that brand started with Nike, and I'll build that relationship early. Well, here, here's the thing, Ryan. Is is Air Jordan considered Nike brand? Like, like, like a school can have a deal with Nike, and another school can have a deal with Air Jordan, right? Jacob, do you know the answer to that? You know, is it is it considered a brand? I think they're technically separate in terms of contracts like that. So Michigan right. being Air Jordan, Florida, uh, and and Florida being Air Jordan, they're still not technically Nike schools. Right, and 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 the reason I point that out is, um, you know, the Alabama kids can't sign with um, Nike, but does does Say, say Trevor Lawrence was coming out right now. If you were if you were Nike, would you go ahead and start a Trevor Lawrence brand, like a whole separate entity that's not Nike, and it's it's the Trevor Lawrence brand, Air Trevor or whatever? Is are we going to see some of that for these guys to get them locked in earlier? Because if you if you have that brand, it may not be that big a deal in college. But if you've already helped Trevor Lawrence, then when he gets ready to go to the NFL, he's going to sign with Nike, right? Sure. I mean, I mean it, most yeah. likely. He's not not guaranteed, but most likely he, he's going to – he didn't get all of that. So, I, And that's what – Jacob answered my question. I think they're separate contracts that go, you know, even though it's the same design uh, in terms of the swoosh, but – the the brand on the back is that you know iconic Michael Jordan you know figure. So well, and and, and we saw it. Listen, I'm not against name, image, and likeness. I've I've kind of said that you know my position kind of changed when we talked about 12 game uh, college football uh, playoff expansion, and so I'm I'm not one of those that I'm like get everything that you can possibly get. 
But you read the story that's coming out of Miami uh, in the last you know couple of days when we talk about uh, adding Dan Lambert plans $500 a month endorsement deal for every Miami Hurricanes football player on scholarship. Now, that's another one of those future recruiting type tools. So you combine that with, with everything else that you're getting uh, as a student athlete, and this is probably not the only deals. I mean, we know that uh, De'Ara King is a guy that you know will probably demand e- even more. It just, I think we open up some shady areas, and this is the problem because I, I don't know who's managing this. And I'm not talking about the schools. It's kind of like writing yourself a, a speeding ticket. Nobody does that. Nobody goes, well, you know what? I was speeding. Let me write myself a ticket. I'm going to mail in, you know, $165. It's, it's who's managing this. And if anything I know about college athletics is we have a lot of coaches that will camp out in the gray area. And that's not a reason not to do it. It's just a, a, a part of the conversation when we look at it. Uh, that's my anxiety around this. But, but Ryan, I think there's going to be a lot less people in the gray area than it's in it now illegally. Oh, so you think less? Oh, absolutely. I think that there's more people violating rules right now than, I mean. But it, but it goes back to it. I say, who's in charge? Nobody's in charge right now. The enforcement staff is Right now, there's, like this morning, Alabama reported um, their. Um, Little secondary m- violations, yeah. Yeah. One of them, Ryan, violation. Somebody went more than 30 miles away from campus. Violation. Somebody, a coach tweeted support uh, that appeared to endorse an instructor, and then that instructor posted that tweet. Violation. Now the staff is prohibited from contacting the recruits associated with that particular individual. Why is that a violation? Okay? So you've created a rule – Oh, hey, this guy's a great coach. So shouldn't shouldn't I be allowed to say this guy's a great coach and then maybe even uh, help young people get an opportunity to go to this coach versus some of these jack legs that do a better job of marketing and are not really good coaches and then their kids don't when their kids get the program they watch out. Gymnastics posted a graphic to a social media site that endorsed an an event coming up. Hey, there's going to be a Nike uh, showcase. That was a violation. So you, you see what I'm saying? Like there's so many things that they have made violations that should never have been violations. There's so many things that we perceive as fans that are wrong, that should not be wrong. Um, and they're only wrong because we've been told and conditioned that they're wrong. Um, some guy said we drank the Kool-Aid around uh, amateurization of college athletes. Uh, and now, do you think 10 years from now, Ryan, the people who are getting into radio, if this is not even a conversation? Because that's what they, they would have grown up with. We're just having to learn because it, it's new. Uh, but I think there's a lot less rules that will be violated and broken um, now, because only the thugs and the cheats are going to have to cheat now. The honest people, someone asked me, said, well, what do you think about it? I said, now, the reason I like it is because the honest guy will now get something. The honest football player, the honest 
tennis player, the honest, the one that follow the rules, now they can actually get something versus having to cheat. Well, it's it, well, you you go back to the NCAA. I've said it multiple times. Uh, they've outgrown college athletics has outgrown the NCAA. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, because they they no longer can do well, what they, they were they, set up to do. They 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 didn't evolve, Ron. They haven't evolved to to what they need to be doing. They're still trying to do what they were trying. Well, first of all, Ron, they started off to help the players. Then they grew to a point, and this is well. Look, once again, I I am so tired of having to apologize for having an opinion, so I'm not uh, this time. It's just like you know a lot of unions. Unions started off with a great intention, and then it became about the union versus about the people. The NCAA started off with great intentions, protecting the players, helping the players. Then all of a sudden, it flipped, and it became about protecting the organization and protecting the NCAA and protecting their 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 money. And and they did that at the expense of the players, much like credit unions do it at the expense of the new young employees. It, it, it's not fair across the board. And, and, and so they need to either revision <laughs> uh, their purpose uh, or they will become obsolete um, in, in a matter of years. Jacob, you got some opinions on this. Uh, jump in, share, share, cause you're, 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 I know name, image, and likeness is something that you, you hold uh, very high. Well, to me, like I, I, one of my biggest concerns is, is right there with yours. If a New Mexico school starts to gain some traction, becomes the next Cincinnati within the next five years, then we know that that has a lot to do with the situation with them being one of the first states to have an NIL law. And why wouldn't it? Why, why would they police themselves if they're able to maneuver their own gray areas and not upset anybody and not get to a point where it feels like laws have to be enacted or, or changed? Who's going to stop them? And why would you stop yourself? Uh, okay. That is something. Me, what's the gray areas that we're concerned about, though? What's the gray area in name, image, and likeness? See that, and that's the thing is is what what's going to be considered cheating and what's not. And right. like I, I get that there's all those well, yeah, unknowns but, that but, come with it. But I think it. we all have to agree that name, image, and likeness when you're not allowed to use it as a recruiting tool. And I think that's where it's going to go. I think these coaches are going to go out and they're going to go Martin Houston. I tell you what, man, if you go to Alabama, I'm going to get you a fifty thousand dollar deal. You're not supposed to be able to do that, according to what I've been able to read. Uh, Auburn goes to you and says, you know what, Alabama said fifty thousand for you. Uh, Martin, I'll do 75. I'll, I'll get you the best lumber company in, in this state to endorse you. And I, I think that's where it's going to get a little bit dirty. But, but Ryan, what are they doing now? I'm, this is the way I I've mean, been putting right it. Now, and right and maybe now. this is just my part of me. that. It, this I, is the way I've right been putting now. it, is the speed limit was always 45, but everybody kept going 55. Sure. So they just bumped the speed limit to 55. You're still going to have those people that go 60. And I'd still go 60. And I wouldn't blame anybody else that does. But that's but that's basically the, the situation. The thing, though. Here's the thing, though. How many, how many honest people did you just give the ability to go 55 like so many other people who were going 45? Who, how many, how many yeah. teams out there right now couldn't, do, couldn't go 55, Jacob and, and Ryan, 
like the Alabamas and the Georgias, who didn't have alumni bases like Alabama and Georgia that was as committed, but now they can now have so they can, they can kind of play fair. I mean, I, I I personally don't. I mean, yes, it's going to hurt Alabama. It's going to hurt Georgia, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with other people getting opportunities, and 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 if if if, if like you said, Jacob, the speed limit went to 55, and Alabama was already going 55. Well, what don't what you know? Maybe I but, would be happy with this if we just didn't have the rules. Of, of just letting it free for all because that's what it's going to be anyway. That's so, kind of what it is. Yeah, so just let it go. Let it. If you want to use it as a recruiting tool, uh, allow the best guy to win. And if you're USC or if you're Oregon or whoever, because we know that that's what's going to happen anyway. But, Ryan, if I do that, if I go out and say that, then I have a chance of being uh, uh, violating the rules. But if I decide to give a kid a freaking ride – I'm not going to get punished. I'm not. If I decide to buy a kid a lunch, I'm, if I decide to 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 help that kid now, at least I don't get punished for it, you know. But there's always. That's why I was saying there's a lot of honest people who have stayed out of their support, or and there's a lot of honest players who didn't get anything. I think now, too, you, you get to a point where you're not stressing about it being a recruiting tool because it, right. it, it's inherently a recruiting tool. You don't right. have to promise anything. But right. anybody that says, I want to play football at Oregon because of what they see with Kayvon Thibodeau today, they've got to say, well, I've got to earn it just like Kayvon Thibodeau did. I don't think you're going to see those free handouts that, that would come with recruiting. Yes, in high school you've built the brand for yourself to be not- noticed and get the offer and all that sort of stuff. But I think you'll get to a point now where it's you've earned the opportunity to earn for yourself. We're not going to just give you something so that you'll play here. Yes, and, and to me, Jacob, I think that levels it out more than what it is. I think that that the the fact that I see Thibodeau doing what he did here's the thing ron new mexico state may not could keep the best the, the best football player in the country could be in new mexico right now and he's gonna leave new mexico because of the opportunity that's presented to him the reason i went to college ryan was to get a job to make enough money to 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 hopefully be able to take care of myself and my family and I chose the school that I thought would give me the best chance to do that. I chose Alabama because of their business school. Alabama's already had an advantage. They've spent money. Sure. So what's the difference in that being used when Nick Saban sits down and says, Martin, if you come to Alabama, you're going to have a chance to get one of the best business degrees ever. And then some other school comes in and they don't have that type of business school. What did he just use to get me to come here? Sure. A recruiting tool. Yeah, he did. Well, if he if he shows me Bryant Denny, and I, hey Martin, you're gonna get to play in front of ninety five, a hundred thousand people week in and week out. He's using that to recruit. So what's the difference really, except for the players now get the benefit instead of just the coaches and the alumni? Ryan, it is a well, billion. Then, but but, but we, okay, then then rewrite the rules and just say that, and, and that's the problem is because we really don't have anybody that's saying, hey, this is what the rule is. It may be different in one state. It may be different in the other. 
Uh, it may be legal in Georgia, or it may be illegal in Alabama. Uh, okay, Ryan, are you a socialist or a capitalist? I, oh, you're you're states right, states right. Yeah. come on now. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm a guy no, that believes. My, my point, my point behind that is. We're fearful of something that we All right, don't I'm know. Busted. I'm busted. I'm busted. I'm busted. Maybe this is I'm looking at it through crimson colored glasses. There's a new player in town. You know what? Yes, and and this fearful. is the crazy part. And I'm fearful that this might be the part that ta- this is the <laughs> that, one rule that Nick Saban that, no longer has control. Hey, Jacob, Jacob, you know what the problem is? You know why Ryan is concerned? Because maybe He's Alabama gone. have some competition now. Because Dead it. it could, it, there's a kid in California that would have come that 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 would have come to Alabama that now stays at USC. There's a kid in Texas that stays at Texas. There's a kid in LH. All of a sudden, four or five. I'm busted. Kids I'm know, busted. I'm I'm guilty. Yeah. Guilty as charged. Hey, I'll take that that kid from from middle of nowhere Alabama, coached by Nick Saban, than somebody coached by one of those USC coaches. No matter what. I, right, hey, let's a, let's break here. Let's break here. Yeah. Uh, we're getting all heated about this. We've got a lot of passion, a lot of energy. Uh, we'll come back and get it, squeeze in a couple of phone calls and an Arkansas offensive lineman gets paid. We'll talk about that next tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Power your services. Alabama football countdown clock is driven by Crawford Insurance, Tuscaloosa's low-cost auto insurer. Call 752-6489 for a free quote today. There are there are there are 60 days until Alabama football. Talking Alabama Crimson Tide football on Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler in Tuscaloosa on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And I'm I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. All right, take you to offensive lineman. Out in Arkansas, uh, an Arkansas barbecue franchise, Wright's Barbecue, has sponsored the entire Hogs offensive line. And that usually is a pretty big group, if I remember correctly, uh, when you look at those guys. So the big nasties get some credit out in Arkansas. I don't know exactly what they'll get. I mean, it's a uh, pretty well-respected barbecue place. So uh, get a couple of slabs of ribs, a little bit of barbecue. Uh, but by the looks of those guys, I don't think they're going hungry, but uh, who knows? Uh, Martin, uh, we're going to welcome in a caller real quick, and I think he wants to chime in. Uh, Tony, you're in with Alabama Tradition. Martin Houston, myself, Ryan Fowler. I hope all is well. Hey, all is still well. I really wanted to talk to Martin about this. He's right on point. He is right on point. And I think what a a lot of people are hung up on is the idea of amateurism. It's dead. There is no more amateurism. You, you can be paid and play football now. Now, the NCAA, and if, I know they catch, they're catching a lot of heat right now. I think it's a brilliant move to go ahead and let the boosters keep paying the kids that are playing football at the different schools and let it become open market. Why is it, why, you know, amateurism allowed the 
NCA to take advantage of the players and the school not pay them. Well, the schools are still not going to pay them, but is it going to allow the boosters to do so? Right now, all this stuff that's being signed is nothing. It's fluff. It's, it's flutter or whatever. We're about to get some serious numbers that'll start coming in. And Martin, I mean, when you were at school at Alabama, was Terry Bowden took over? I mean, yeah, Terry Bowden took over at Auburn. Was that your senior year or had you just graduated? After, the year after I graduated. The year after you graduated. Now, 93. Now, we, 93. Now, we have documented, we have a documented uh, interview that Terry Bowden gave to a newspaper in Opelika stating when he showed up as the coach there, Wayne Hall gave him a payroll. And Terry Bowden said, what is this? And he said, well, this is our payroll. And he's like, and Terry Bowden's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get caught cheating and hurt my father's name. And Wayne Hall said, well, what am I supposed to do with this? We know this has been going on for a really long time. At the disadvantage of the players. Because they had to keep it under wraps. You couldn't tell anybody. You'd get in trouble. Don't go get a new car. Don't do this. Don't do that. Now, it, now hopefully, college football will step up and let it be out in the open where it's not what? cheating. Tony, Tony, you know, a lot of a lot of people and a lot of guys aren't old enough and people aren't old enough, but the Olympics used to be all amateur sports, right? That's right. And everybody Until said the dream when, team. When when they make it where it, they get rid of the amateurism, it's going to ruin the Olympics. Right? <laughs> and it did. That's right. It did not ruin no, the Olympics. Uh and I, I yes, there's going to be some bumps and bruises in in college football, and I'm telling you, I I think the NCAA has snowed us all, Ryan. Yep. I I I think they have. I think that they knew that this was coming, and they fought it, and they pretended to go all the way to the Supreme Court and all of that, that stuff, and and now they can go back to their presidents and go, man, we fought for it. We didn't want it because what would what would have happened if they had came out in support of it? They would have lost all of those presidents and commissioners. So they made it. They made the good fight, but they knew that this 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 dog and pony show was coming to an end at some point. And Ryan, I, I'm I'm glad. I was glad to hear you say when they when they made the decision within a year. This time last year, um, they were saying that we will not be going from four games for the foreseeable future. We won't even have the conversations to after the contract. And then in one offseason, Ryan, when they lost money, they came back without any consideration for these 18 to 22-year-olds and said, hey, to be a champion, now you're going to have to play you know, this many more games. You're going to play the equivalent number of games as the NFL regular season if you're going to be a champion in our league in a $4.5 million business on four games is going to move to a billion dollar industry, not college football, just the college football playoffs. 
made 400 and something million dollars. With 12 games, it will be a billion dollar industry by itself. And we're worried about players. And the players getting, aren't going to get any of that. Freaking somebody giving them $500 or $1,000 right. under the table? Come on. All right. All right. That's we, right. Tony, we got to get out of here, man. We only got like two minutes hey. left. Uh, hey, keep on preaching to the choir, literally and figuratively, Martin. <laughs> Roll hey, time. Ryan, thanks, Ryan. I got a question for you. I'm, I'm old fashioned. I'm old fashioned. I'm, 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 I'm trying to. Pre- I'm trying to preserve. I'm trying to get Nick Saban to double digits. Okay, I mean, Follow you freak. But 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 here's the thing, Ryan. Why do we fear? I wrote the type this out. Why do we fear this so much in college sports versus everywhere else in society? Why do we feel like? This is going to ruin college football. Those who do it best will still win. The advantage that Nick Saban has put out there. Make yourself a parent right now, Ryan. In this free-for-all, you're talking about all these players and all these people. Do you think parents are going to be watching it even closer now than they were before? Because as a parent, I now feel like I'm more likely for my son to get caught up in something uh, illegal and whatever than I was before because of the fact that all types of people are going to come into this industry. And Nick Saban and um, Greg Burns with the advantage, they they literally, I think, will have the advantage when they sit down and tell those parents, we're going to now start teaching your son budgeting and, and taxes. And they're, they're taking it to the next level. The teams that don't do that, I don't think they're going to get as many kids as we think. That's Martin Houston. He's all for name, image, and likeness. That's Jacob Harrison. He's all for name, image, and likeness. I'm just a little bit nervous. I mean, y'all busted me in the last 50 minutes. I get it. I mean, I'm I'm coming clean. I'm hey, what they what they say last year about the pandemic? It was going to mess up Nick Saban and recruiting. How'd that go? It's Saban yeah. we trust. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it, maybe it's my fine. fault for not uh, doubting Nick Saban or doubting Nick Saban. Maybe that's my my fault. But. Uh, all right, we got to get out of here. Alabama, Alabama would do this as good or better than anybody. And we'll but the only problem it. is is our state's not as big, man. I mean. But our NIL law is great. And we have the best brand, coach in college football. And our brand is national. Sure. Maybe even international in some ways. Right. All right, we got to get out of here. Martin Houston will wake you up tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Jacob will be back at 11, off the edge. New time, 11 until noon. We'll see you tomorrow, 2 o'clock. This is Alec. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, and by the way, congratulations, Jacob. Man, welcome to welcome to the lineup, bro. Thanks. There it is. Eleven o'clock. The daytime lineup. <laughs> Six a.m. Martin Houston. Jacob at eleven. I'll see you at two. Good night, Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A warm, humid afternoon. We'll have the chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms through tonight. The high today, 86. The low tonight, 70. Tomorrow and Thursday, cloudy at times with scattered to numerous showers and storms both days. Highs between 80 and 83. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa.